Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How's it going today, Steph? Great. I'm much better than I was last week. Yay. Yay. As am I. My allergies have cleared up. Oh, good. Yeah. We're both feeling chipper. Exactly. And speaking Excellent. of speaking of healing, uh, your new book is up for pre-order. Oh. Healing from Toxic Relationships. So people can go pre-order that if they like. Yeah. Check that out. It's all about rebuilding. How to leave and then rebuilding. Perfect. Sometimes you gotta do that sometimes. Sometimes you do, absolutely. Uh, Everybody's had toxic relationship at some point, so. True, true. Uh, but yeah, we were here to talk about Drummer Girls, but before we do, how's the weather? Is it decent really? It's nice out, it's 82, so we're kind of cruising in the summer. Um, and uh, I know that some people are going back up north, like to around where you live. So, um, mm. oh yeah, things are starting to heat up. How about you? Uh, well, it's 54 degrees Fahrenheit, so about 12 Celsius. It's a little chilly, but... But still short spending. Yeah, pretty much. It's cloudy, so I haven't really gone out much today, but if I did, I would definitely wear... Uh, wear shorts. Wear shorts, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we're here talking about Season 6, Episode 20. We're nearly done with Season 6. Crazy. Uh, that really fast. I know. And the episode's called Super Cool Party People. Get it? Because Lorelai's <laughs> a super cool party person, except for if you're Anna Nardini and you think she's the worst. Right. But I didn't get about the sex section. Yeah, I have some thoughts about Anna's reaction to things, but we can talk about that later. Um, yeah, so Lorelai kind of gets the ball with April a little bit. Like, this is their big. Like, she's been mostly avoiding April for the longest time, but they spent a significant amount of time together this episode, so it was good. Um, but not without some repercussions. Uh, I mean, it went well. Yeah. Well, yeah. The party itself went well. The aftermath didn't, was not great, but right. it's not really anybody's but, fault, I don't think. But we'll talk a little bit about who has responsibility in that. Yeah. Um, situation. Yeah. But uh, Luke decides that uh, he's going to throw a birthday party for April, uh, and uh, he asks uh, Lorelai for help. Lorelai's like, nope. Or no, actually, I think it was actually that Lorelai volunteered to help, and he said no, now that I'm remembering. It's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Which felt a little weird, because I'm like, you clearly don't know how to plan a party for a teenage girl. Right, so, where did this come from? I'm like, right. you can use the help, Luke, let's be real. sense when Anna was talking to 
Lorelai about it, but still, it's like, at least for me, I kind of felt like Anna was maybe being a little, at least when she was talking to Luke, a little bit too aggressive about it, but. He didn't need to bring up that, well, people say they're engaged all the time. I thought that was super gay and uncalled for. We can talk a little bit more about, I think, Anna's insecurities when it came out this episode, so. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then also, too, Rory uh, goes to help Logan, who's back from his big disastrous trip. And we find he, he got pretty seriously injured. He had some collapsed lungs and some rib bone damage and other stuff. And yeah, it was just not good. So. And I think this is the first time we find out that uh, the Paris wants to go to medical school. Yeah, I think so. I don't yeah. think they've ever talked about that before. Which no. conveniently, she's able to find out all the stuff that's wrong with Logan. Yeah. Because they won't tell Somehow in a two second phone call, which made no sense to me, but okay. Yeah. I did like how they shot it with. Um, Rory watching as the doctors were picking up the phone. You could tell they were talking right. to Paris. I like that. That was pretty right. funny. Right. Yeah. And then uh, later when she finds out that Mitchum isn't coming, she calls Mitchum and leaves him a nasty voicemail, and he comes. And yeah. We'll talk a little bit about narcissists and how they react to you standing up to them. Yeah. yeah. He was not... You could tell, like, they didn't say much. They just looked at each other, and she kind of, like, like guided him towards where... Um, he was, right. Logan was, and but that was it, so. Right. I mean, did you get a feeling that he knew that he was in hot water? I think so. He kind of had it look like he was in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And so the mother, Kira or whatever, goes to a spa. As soon as she finds out Logan's injured, she checks herself into a spa. <laughs> that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that was harsh. Don't want to go get, take care of your own kid? Ah, uh, just go to a spa instead. Right. Right. So we get another look at the hands-off parenting. Yeah. Much like, you know, we saw with Paris. Mm-hmm. The hands-off parenting. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty much the episode of the nutshell. It was written by David S. Rosenthal and directed by Ken Whittingham. Uh, David uh, did a lot of season seven, which a lot of people are not too fond of. And... I think we might have mentioned this before when we talked about six of three because he wrote that, but he actually was the showrunner after Amy Sherman Palladino left. So. so he's responsible for the seven seasons. Yes. Yeah. All of it. Yeah, I mean, he wrote a lot of season seven, and he was the showrunner, so he definitely had a big part of it for sure. And the first time he showed up was in six. Yes, he direct or he wrote our episode three of season six. And then he also wrote this one, and then from season, in season seven, he did a total of five episodes, including the last episode, so, yeah. Oh, do you, what was the reason why Sharon Paladino left after the season? Was, was she asked to leave, or did she leave on her own accord, or what was the... I can't remember, to be honest with you. Um, I could probably Google it, but I imagine it was probably, like, contract negotiations, or they were mm-hmm. maybe just had a disagreement about things, so... Mm-hmm. There's tons of different reasons why these things happen, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Uh, who was your favorite, least favorite performance from this episode? My favorite was Rory telling off Mitchum, particularly. Maybe not Rory's performance all the time, but that part especially. And I liked Anna. I really liked Cheryl and Ferris, who, again, like I think I mentioned before, you can really tell that she's a veteran of acting. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then worst I had was Logan. I just find him to be smarmy, and I get... I get that that's part of his background, and we see more about why he's like that, but I, it's just really, 
I think it could be presented differently, and I don't know what that would look like. Mm. Um, but I, part of it might be just the writing and, and having more of a background to Logan. But what do you think? Uh, I don't think there was too many great performances in this episode, if I'm being mm. honest. Like, I thought it was a little flat. Um, even, like, Lorelai, I felt like she could have been more understanding. She seemed to... I, don't, I also took a little bit of umbrage with the fact that she went to go visit April, too. Or, sorry, Anna. Like, that seemed like a crossing of boundaries, but... Um, so she told Ray not to do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And just a lot of this episode, just, I don't know, I wasn't a big fan of most of the performances. I'll, I'll go with the Troubadour because he was back in this episode, and he was great. Yeah, and he's in, like, the next... The next one, too, right? Yeah, he was. I like his performances. I was going to say Troubadour, too. Yeah. He got, like, a little bit of, like... Yeah, he seemed like he was pretty prominent in this episode. Some like they forgot that they had him on the show, and they're like, oh, yeah, put him there. Uh, right. Uh, and then, yeah, whereas, honestly, it could have been any of them. I mean, I really did not like a lot of their performances in this. Uh, I guess, like, I had to really choose. I'm going to say Anna Nardini, but only because that scene where she freaked out at uh, Luke... Felt way too much. So. Yeah. I thought the way she was handling. Yeah, that one I'm not as much of a fan of, but the way she, she talked to um, to Lorelai, I think, and the sore, I think, was. That was more realistic. Like, the other yeah. one just yeah. felt so over dramatic. So. Right. Uh, what was your favorite reference from this episode? That's well, so an interesting reference that it deals with psych stuff. So, um, so they talk about like um, she was trying to, is she uh, at the party? Lorelai says, "Oh, you look a lot like so and so with you know the way she was doing makeup or whatever." And she said, no, "I'm trying to look like Vanessa Manillo from MTV." Well, Vanessa Manillo is now um, Vanessa Lachey, and she's on NCIS Hawaii, and she has been pretty open about talking about how her mother abandoned her when she was uh, really young. And how that shaped her life and also has uh, informed her parenting that she's made sure that she's um, going to break that cycle and what she's done with her kids, like starting traditions and things like that to kind of to, um, because she said, you know, I didn't learn how to parent from my mother. So I'm going to make sure that I start doing some new things with my kids to break mm -hmm. that cycle. So it was pretty interesting. So, I thought that was, so that's a little psych addition to that. So that's cool. what's your favorite reference? Yeah. Also, I did not know that that was Vanessa Lachey. I, I did connect the two. I've been watching a lot of those Netflix dating reality series lately for review, and she pops up in all of those. So, uh, um, they had a, a reality show too, right? I mean, I know he had one with Jessica Simpson, but didn't two of them have a reality show too? I probably, I yeah, I can see it. Why not? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, when the kids call Luke Hagrid, and. Yeah, big, tall, hairy guy. Yeah, sure. Hey, great. That, that checks out. And you see some chemistry between Anna and Luke when she was at the diner? I thought I saw some, and I wasn't sure. I, 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 I didn't, but I don't know. Okay. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. It's, like, it seemed like they were friendly, but I don't know about, like, romantic chemistry. I didn't really feel that. Friendly? Yeah. Um, all right, and your favorite quote from this episode? I like when Rory's talking to Mitchum and she's leaving the voicemail, and she says, you probably, you know, because you have all these sycophants, you know, kissing your ass, you probably don't have enough people telling you 
what you need to do. And so I thought I'd jump on in. And I really love the way she says that because she just does not care anymore. She's just so angry that no one showed up for him that she's just like, I thought I'd jump in. Yeah. You know, like nobody else is, has the nerve to tell you what to do, so I'm going to do it. So I just love that she just kind of threw that out there. Like she's over it. Mm-hmm. So what was yours? Um, well, I said something like, Little tiny boxes can be scary unless, of course, they contain big diamond earrings. Oh, wait, what? Wait, what? Is that it? Uh, I said little tiny boxes can be scary unless, oh. of course, they contain big diamond earrings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember that. It was not the most inventive line or anything, but I was like, oh, that's clever. But an episode that you thought wasn't that great, it turned out. Yeah. Yeah, this is not, like, a top-tier episode for me, personally. <laughs> Um, any behind the scenes trivia? Let's take a look and see. There's probably some. Um, let's see. Uh, obviously, this episode features the movie Pretty in Pink. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that as a reference. Yes, That's and, and it's funny because Lorelai introduced the movie and said, All right, girls, you're about to be someone very special to me. Your name is Rob, Molly Ringwald, but. Mm-hmm. Lauren Graham actually starred in a TV series with Molly Ringwald in 1996 called Townies. Oh, she was in Townies with her? Oh, interesting. So they, huh. they, they, they knew of each other. So when she's saying huh. that, she actually knows That's, Molly Ringwald. To me, that was on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in well, that movie, if you're a fan of Pretty and Pink, the original ending is, is that um, uh, Andy gets together with Ducky, her best friend. And they did it in front of test audiences. Test audiences hated it. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh, Lorelai has talked with Luke at the, at the diner, uh, and she says something like, "Did you steal me the Constitution?" Because that would be the start of a really dumb movie. Uh, but there was a movie called National Treasure where the characters try to steal the Declaration of Independence. So, National Treasure one, two, and three, after three or four or something. Yeah, they they might be the first one. That they try to steal the Constitution, uh, or maybe it's all of them. I haven't seen those movies ever, so. That's not the first one. Okay. It's like fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, oh, this, this ties into something you, you mentioned earlier, and I don't know. It, it sounds really sad saying it like this, but to very jokes about playing a practical joke and swapping newborns around, but Vanessa Morano, who's now, or, or no, actually no, different Vanessa. Never mind. Uh, but Vanessa Morano, who plays April, uh, later starred in a TV show or movie called Switched at Birth, where a girl is switched oh. around as a baby. So. I thought you were going to say she was switched at birth, like in real life. I, I, you know what? I was reading it. I was like, that's where they're going with this. And then they said, mentioned the show, and I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. I thought that was going to be more. There was a piece of news about that, though. Oh, that really? they, that the women found out, like, 50, 40 years later? That they had been switched at birth. Yeah, because now people are doing the ancestry test. And let me tell you, before you do the ancestry test, keep in mind that a lot of you are going to find out stuff that you didn't know. Yeah. Um, like, sometimes there are other siblings in the family and, you know, other things. Or sometimes your parents aren't parents. And um, so just keep that in mind. But, yeah, there was people did ancestry tests and found out that they had been switched at birth. And both of the women realized that they had always felt different than their families. Because yeah, it tells you, like, how much stuff is genetic. Yeah. And you know, then they met, so one of the birth mothers has passed away, but the other one met the mother. And so there was some conflict between here. One now has a mother, and the other one's mother died. Um, mm-hmm. So she didn't get to know her birth mother. 
um, but just how similar things are with families that you're genetically related to was pretty interesting. Also really sad, too. There's a huge lawsuit, I think, going on. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's it for trivia. Okay. Uh, any psych stuff from this episode? So I thought that April's mother is being a little bit overprotective and, and maybe jealous. Um, I can see that part, too, where she's concerned that, you know, I mean, Luke says to all the kids, hey, we got to ask your, your parents about sleepover. But he apparently did not call Anna. And you would think that that would be on the list of people to call. Um, so that seems like a huge oversight. Um, and you would think that if if he didn't, if her kid didn't come home, she would have called Luke, right? Yeah. I mean, it seems like there's something that happened there that they didn't write in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that, that Lorelai, you know, Lorelai has, um, you know, she's charming and she talks about being a single mom and that's her way to relate to other single moms. But I think this might be the first time that she's talking to another single mom and, and the other single mom didn't really care that she's a single mom. Yeah, which is kind of great. Like, yeah, it doesn't fully, I mean, I'm not saying that I agree with uh, Anna, but it's sort of like that doesn't necessarily excuse actions that you're also a single mom. Well, I, and I see why she said it as a way to connect and just go, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think she expected Anna to say, you know what, that's great, but you know, this is my kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, part of me goes, yeah, it's good to monitor stuff, but but I thought the line about the, um, you know, the of a lot of people get engaged. I thought that was pointed. She did not need to say that, and I thought that there's some jealousy there. Um, mm-hmm. Was my thought. Um, also, sometimes when you stand up to narcissists like Rory did, and you yell at them, um, they get pretty quiet. It's almost like they want you to flip out on them. Um, but later they'll use it against you, and they'll uh, sometimes um, uh, shoot. I just lost the word. Um, not scapegoat you. Stonewall you. I knew it was an S word. Uh, so sometimes they'll stonewall you and just ignore you. Uh, in which, if you live with them, they will act like you're not even there. Um, so when Rory stood up to Mitchum, she did it in a way that you know the voicemail that Mitchum couldn't say anything back. Which is kind of ideal, right? That he didn't have time to you know, yell back at her. But you'll see sometimes narcissists, if you yell at them, that they get quiet and they listen. Um, I'm not saying you should yell at a narcissist because I think the damage it does to you um, is greater. And the narcissist will get back at you at some point. Um, I think that the article where he writes that she was the editor of the newspaper, that comes after this episode, right? Where Mitchum said, like, oh, she's my intern. And then she oh, was yeah, that was the next newspaper. episode, yeah. I wondered if that was kind of connected. Like, that's his way of saying, hey, you know what, I still have power in the situation. Because they don't like when other people have power, and Rory took back her power. Um, and and you know, if she had just set boundaries, he probably would have steamrolled. But because she yelled at him, he just got quiet and showed up. But my guess is, if this was true to life, that it would, Mitchum would have some way of passive-aggressively getting her back. Yeah. All right. I think it's time to rate this episode. What do you think for a score? I give it a five. It was it existed. <laughs> this is true. It did exist. That much we can confirm. Uh, yeah. I don't. Know. I think it's like this episode's kind of like a little bit depressing too, because like you see how good Lorelai is with April, and I kind of wanted it yeah. to work. Like that's the thing. I think that was probably the big except positive. Except for Anna. Sorry. It worked except for Anna. Yeah. Um, I think, like, yeah, that part, I kind of wish there was a bit of a better payoff to that storyline. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It felt to me, like, I'm not saying that April, or sorry, Anna, it, it tri- keeps tripping me up that they both have the names to start with A. Anyways, I know. Anna, it, it would have been nice if there was some better payoff to that, 
because it, it just seemed kind of like a downer ending, and I kind of wish it ended a little bit better. Like, even if it was just Luke saying, like, I don't care, Anna doesn't like you, like, you know, something like something that is a little bit more positive than what they did. Um, but I they have to do something severe to trip up their relationship. Yeah. And then also, too, yeah, I felt like Mitchum, the Mitchum thing with Lorelai, I mean, it's satisfying to see her react the way that she did, but then we also have her doing something similar in the next episode. And that it, it kind of felt repetitive to me that, like, she's doing, she's trying to get one up on Mitchum in two episodes in a row. Like, that felt, even though this episode came first before the other one, it's still, in retrospect, it feels tedious. Like, almost kind of like, why did I need to watch all that when she just does the same thing the next episode? So, I don't oh, know. interesting. I didn't even put that together that she did the same thing, but she she did. It was just in a different medium. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'd give this episode, like, uh, a 5 out of 10. It's middle of the road for me. Well, it fits with what you're saying. Yeah. Like, it's not a bad episode, per se, but it's just, like, I don't know. They made some weird choices, and I think those weird choices carry over to season 7 as well. So. Right. And we didn't have um, Emily or Richard to balance things out either. No. Although we do get them next episode. Or Lane. Yeah. Uh, so Lane. I guess Lane's our honeymoon. Yeah. 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 Lane's honeymoon ended up with Zach. What could be more better than that? Boy. Many things. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Steph is uh, over at stephaniesarkus.com. Healing from Toxic Relationships is your new book that you can pre-order. You can also check out Gaslighting as well. And I'm over at ThroughTheNerves.com, where almost every other day we have new content going up. And with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye.